We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. You're just several days away from the Corner Rumble. I can feel it. Anticipation in the air. Who's going to enter? Number one, who's going to enter? I think we have 32 guests. Number 32, the <laughs> we're going all out. I feel like this is when the Royal Rumble went to 40 that one year. We're like, yo, this is crazy. So um, it's going to be great. We're going to have reverse Rat Pack members here in the building with us. We're going to have everyone else joining us via, I, I want to say Zoom, but it's not Zoom, via video for the entire show. Um, the old man is going to be here sober the entire time, just being a curmudgeon about what's going on on the screens the entire time. Um, I am going to be sober to begin with during this broadcast, but it's probably going to be like three and a half hours. So we're going to figure that one out as we go. Producer Cole Bebe is going to keep trying to sneak into the rumble. Saw what happened to him last time. If you didn't check out our social media, it made for an incredible TikTok clip, by the way. If you guys aren't following us on TikTok, make sure you guys check that out. Corner podcast. Very funny to have producer Cole Bebe on the TikTok. So now, now it's uh, time to gear up for that. Make sure it'll be streaming on Twitter at Corner Podcast underscore on Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time for everyone watching. Uh, it's, let's be real. Our commentary is going to be better than WWE commentary for the Royal Rumble. Watch the Rumble. Listen to us. Engage. Shout out to the Corner Club members who are going to be on. Several of you guys are going to be joining us during the show. We have an amazing lineup of guests going throughout the entire day. I got to buy, buy some wings or something. So we're not, you know, I got to counterbalance some of the liquor. So I got to make sure we're eating. It's going to be a fun time. Antoine might pop in every now and then. I know the, the people are clamoring for Antoine. Antoine in the booth. They love when Antoine chimes in. Um, so we'll make sure Antoine makes an appearance as well. It is going to be a great time. You guys don't want to miss that. Dre, are you excited? Yeah, actually I am. Um, because I have no idea. Like this I've is never his ecstatic face, by the way. <laughs> this this is the most excited I've seen. Yeah, Just like that. That's it. Uh, I've never done a show with thirty guests, and 
we, and there's going to be some surprise. I, I mean, a hint, one of the people that will be on the show was, uh, he had texted me uh, yesterday and was like, sorry, I couldn't make it. I was, you know, doing GCW. I was like, hey, I was about to say it again. Like, uh, it's next week, next Saturday. He was like, oh, shit. That's what years of wrestling will do to you. <laughs> He'll be here. But it's just like all these guests. And, and yeah, we'll be talking about the Rumble. But we're going to have some guests. We're going to talk about what they're doing with their lives. Yep. There, there's going to be some talent, some former WWE talent. There's going to be some indie talent. We got writers. We got all kinds of people. And it's going to be interesting because, yeah, we're supposed to limit them to like five to ten minutes. It's going to be really hard with some of these people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, get out because we got to flash the lights. Like, we got to throw you over the top rope. You got to go. <laughs> And then I got to pay attention to what's going on in the Rumble, which is I'm doing my Royal Rumble binge right now. And I've been watching Royal Rumbles. And I'm like, man, there's some real dead stuff in the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's horrible. I know like 2015, 2016 got, got real lean. Maybe, it'll, yeah, because it's like the Roman Reigns, the first year he won and he eliminated like 14 people. Roman Reigns was in the final four for six years straight. Yeah, I mean. The only yeah. time... In the past eight years that he hasn't been in the final four is the times he held the title going into it. Fantastic. So <laughs> every time he's in the rumble, the man's in the final four. So it's like you look at what we're going to do. So it's like we're going to actually we'll give our predictions and all that beforehand. Yep. But with this live show, it's like there's going to be some time where we're just going to be shooting the shit. And, yeah. you know, some of the some of the people that we've asked to be on the show is like, do we have to talk about the Royal Rumble? And I was like, no, nah, not necessarily. We can talk about whatever. So there'll probably be some stuff that people are going to clip. They're going to end up newsworthy because we're getting people on the fly. So this should be fun. And then, yeah, the reverse ride pack will be here. So, you know, it'll be famous. Uh, <laughs> Infamous up. in the case of Big Mac. <laughs> yes. Hey, Big Mac and Marcus Vandenberg will be here. So it'll be fun. I mean, it's always fun to do stuff with the homies. Yeah. Um, rest of the members joining us via video. Yeah. yeah as so well. It, it'll be a, it won't be a long day. It'll be a fun day. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's going to be good. Um, for those wondering, I am not paying off a bet to Dre this weekend. Nope. So my pockets are safe for yet another week. So for it's, it's going to be good, even though we might get brunch. May get brunch before the show, just to set things off. Right? Yeah, you won't be paying for my brunch, though, because I'm not drinking yet. So you can hold that. You yes. hold that. Because <laughs> once it's time, absurdly large bottle. No, I, you know what? I might buy... For this brunch, I might I won't, won't probably do a large bottle. I'll probably do a smaller, more expensive bottle. It all tastes the same, sir. No. Nope. It all tastes the same. I, you, you will learn. Whatever. You're going to learn today. <laughs> That's like our, our dinner bet. Like, you'd be like, oh, I want to get a bottle of wine. Cool. Like, it's going to taste like Franzia anyway. No, it does. <laughs> I can see the shape in your face. It's so disrespectful to say Fran, like Franzia. Franzia. Does all liquor taste the same? Does pop-off taste the same as Belvedere? Or yes. Great? All vodka tastes the same. You are a fucking liar. All vodka tastes the same. You are a liar. All gin does not. All whiskey does not. Vodka, dude. All so vodka tastes the same to me. All tequila tastes the same to me. Yo, have you had Don Julio 1942? The, that's the comically large brown bottle? No. Oh, I don't know. I've had that. I've had, uh, is that the short? So wait, like, it all tastes the same. Dog. All tastes disgusting, but it all tastes the same. Jose Cuervo yeah. is harsh and disrespectful. Yeah. Like Patron, which was like the peak, the thing, yeah. but it's 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 not, not that great. But like Don Julio and some of the other, and then the Anejos, like man, we got to get you together. Nah, tequila's not for me. One, I mean, I drink tequila at blackout, so like but I, I kind of want to be right tequila because you, you probably drink 
Jose Cuervo sometimes. No, no, right? I drink any tequila. I've had the best of the best, the, the worst of the no, worst. No, you don't because you wouldn't know the difference. every time. You wouldn't know the difference. I do. I see the bottle. No, the, you still don't know the difference. I'm telling you, I've if had I some good tequila. If I swap out Don Julio with Jose Cuervo, you go, oh, this tastes the same. It does taste the same. It does not. But I know that they're different because I've seen the bottle. Yo. Now, whiskey, we've gone, we've gone to cigar bars, we've done the age stuff. The I always got, I can't single believe malt. You like, got to grow up. Every time we do this show, I got to grow you up. I got to man, I got to There's no age. different in vodkas. Yeah, I promise you. Vodkas are I promise you, universally I will, rubbing out. All right. When you come to my house, I'm going to put a bottle. I will go to Albertsons or the grocery store and buy like a $4.99 bottle of pop-off. Yeah. And I'll get, I'll get some. I still indulge in pop-off. No, I'll be like, cool. That's, what are you doing to your liver? I mean, my liver is going to be my liver at this point. Anyway. <laughs> just disrespected it. Pop-off and we'll just go Ciroc. And you'll drink them back to back. I promise you they don't taste the same. What probably happens to you. Ciroc is disgusting. Ciroc I'm tastes the worst out of like any vodka. What is wrong with give, you? Give me pop off over Ciroc. <gasps> so not like Belvedere, I'll give you. Yo, cool, like Belvedere is kind of smooth. Ciroc's the most overrated vodka. I thought your taste in shoes was disrespectful. Then you do this? No. <laughs> Yo, listen. what is wrong with you? There, listen, man. Vodka. I'll oh drink pop off. I'll drink any type of vodka because it's all just whack. It is, and not. you're mixing it anyway. No, it's not good. That's another problem. Um, Why are you mixing? Ah, because if I want a good drink, I'm just gonna drink no, gin. Then. No, stop. And stop. I'm gonna get like a cup of Hendrix on the rocks. Like, give me shoosh, something good. Shoosh, Jesus Christ! You don't mix good liquor, first and foremost. Of course not. I didn't say you mix good liquor. I say you mix vodka. No, no, no. Hence, there's a correlation. I'm agreeing with you. You don't mix good liquor, but you mix vodka because oh it's not God. good liquor. You just and then you said tequila all tastes the same. It does. Yo. You have a fucking gutter palate. I do not. I have a great palate. No, you have a gutter liquor palate. It's, it's like, what do you do? Drink Michelob at home? No, I'm a beer snob. No, you're Killing not. Killing me. I am. What is, what is a, a high quality beer? I mean, I, I really like IPAs. Um, if I go local, I try to go local all the time. I like to try different beers everywhere I go. Um, yeah, so it's not like I'm just slamming Budweiser, like original joints or... Now, I'm not going to also tell you that I haven't, like, had Natty Life light in my lifetime. Like, I got a keg of Natty once. I was playing, like, what beer pong. Why do you do this to yourself? Because, I mean, you know, I'm going for quality when you're ponging. So, there's, like, a difference in life. Like, I've had, you know, I've mm. tasted the Milwaukee Beast before. Like, you know, there's, there's times I've had rough times in life. But now, if I go and get a beer, no, I'm trying. Okay, what IPAs do you have? What's local? Like, what's your house stuff? I love breweries, especially out here. Um, there's... Some really good ones. Shout out to Ellis Island, which is always clutch. Like, I like all their house brews. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff like that. No, uh, beer, I'm good. Wine, I'm, I'll give you. I'm atrocious in wine because I don't, I don't get into wine. Champagne? You don't know the difference? Nah, I mean, no. It all gives me a headache. Because you're drinking some, cheap shit. That's the problem. You drink terribly, and then you wonder why you're hungover and have a headache. Champagne, I'll try. Nah, I'll try you, better you, champagne. Look, we're gonna try. We're gonna get you better tequila. We're gonna get you better whiskey. We're gonna, gonna get drink you. yours. That's fine. You have that's fine. If I gotta nurse you through this thing, that's <laughs> fine. But I can't have you sharing a podcast with me saying that Pop Office Rock tastes the same. I can't. I can't have you saying that all tequila tastes the same because Jose Cuervo does not taste like top shelf uh, tequila. It just doesn't. Don Julio might taste a little smooth. Might it's a little smooth. It still doesn't taste great. But it's smoother on the way down. Yo, this is a crime. Can we, can we agree on that? Like, 
That's tequila. the point. That, look, the whole it point is- It doesn't taste great. They're just variations oh of how much God. it's going to burn your esophagus when it goes down. And that's the problem. But the like, taste doesn't change. No, the taste does change. I got to get you up to speed, man. Sir, I'll stick to my whiskeys. You don't even hardly- I just taught you how to drink a whiskey. Semantics. I now know- This man just said semantics <laughs> as a over the past Over the past three years, my whiskey has, game has gone up. Somewhat. I was on gin heavy before. I know. I you came know. over your crib, always had gin. And, and but had, I did. I came over your crib. And you learned, and right? And you, you had the- um, Hendrix. No, I mean, I've been drinking the gin and Hendrix, but that one time you got like the bottle, someone bought you a bottle of whiskey. Yes. For, like your birthday. We cracked it open. I was like, oh. It's different. It's different. And I went over to Big Mac's house. He gave me some uh, Japanese whiskey. Got yeah, the name of it. I know which one you're saying. Delicious. Almost killed his whole bottle. He's still tight about that. We'll be talking about that on Saturday. I still owe him a bottle of that. And I was like, okay, whiskeys do taste different. There's different things. And then you put me up on Total Wine. Yes. And I have now tried like a million different whiskeys. Cause I go in there, it's like a kid in a candy store. But I never go like, oh, let me do this thing with tequila. Let me do like vodkas. You just had, you had a bad experience. I'll do with champagne. You had a bad experience with tequila, but you got every experience with tequila is bad. I black out like crazy. Like I don't remember anything I do after I take one shot. You want to know why? Because you don't savor your liquor. You savor a steak, right? Yes. So you're supposed to save your, your liquor the same way. You're not supposed to take shots. Like you're not supposed, you're not supposed to take shots of high end liquor. You're supposed to sip it. You got to learn how to savor your, like, you're still in a you rush. Sip like you're tequila? In... Yes, you can sip tequila. You can. You don't have to take a shot of tequila all the time. You drink like you're still in college. You are far removed from that. You say drink or drink? Both. Oh. <laughs> Just try to make, make sure we're clear this up. <laughs> you drink and dress like you're still in college. We got to get you together, man. Like, damn, you share, you share a show with me. I can't have you over here drinking plastic bottles of, and no. boxed wines. That's why I don't embarrass you when I go out. I but get you a already... whiskey. We... Or, you know, you just, you're, you're embarrassing me right now. If I want to not I, have whiskey or Listen, whiskey. I guarantee you, I'm going to get messages from people. It was like, what's wrong with your podcast co-host? Why is he Yo, saying pop off? There are a lot of like liquor snobs out there. I mean, that's when you, as you grow up and you may, and your income increases somewhat, you don't have to be rich to do this, but you learn how to drink better. You learn how to dress better. You learn yeah. how to do things I think better. the hangover is why people like learn how to drink better. Because, like, your body just can only take That's part of it. so I, much, like, Everclear. Now. Yeah. Yo, you should not be drinking Everclear past... You do, what? I'm st still partaking a little jungle juice every now and then. Yo, <laughs> you just want to die. Like, if you just want to die... Just jungle juice is delicious. But it, it got to be at a rare occurrence. You can't have nothing to do for, like, the next two or three days. You got to do that on, like, a long weekend. President's Day? Anyone down? Antoine? Sunday show? No? No one in the booth? Oh, well, okay. Anyway, producer Cole, baby, Jungle Juice? No. No? No. no. Okay, they, all got, they got other shows to produce, I guess. But wait, wait, nonetheless. Here, I got a question uh, for you. I got a question. I got a question. When was the last time you threw up after drinking? Okay. Why do you ask me questions that have nuanced answers? So Here we go. It's, it's just like, who's in the furniture? Here we go. not an easy yes Here we or go. no. Um, so, I'm a habitual thrower-upper <laughs> when I drink. So... I don't drink the night of, like, I mean, I don't throw up the night of. I can hold my liquor very well the night of. The next day, almost every time I drink heavy, I throw up. It's just how it happens the next day. I've been like that all my life since I was drinking. I don't know. Started drinking at like 15. So I was always throwing up the next day. That night, no one will know. I'm the greatest drunk ever. I'm happy. I'm fun. Life of the party. 
I pass out wherever I pass out. The next day I wake up, I eat breakfast. Two hours later, it's a wrap. I know, like two hours later, I know what I'm going to be doing. Um, so last time I threw up while drinking, I don't know, like four days ago? I don't Come on, man. <laughs> What's like, today? Like, Yo, what's, what is wrong yeah, with you? Four days ago. It's All a Wednesday, right. probably Saturday. So you're clearly doing too much, first and foremost. I do nothing in moderation, but you know that. But you, you do you enjoy? I, like, I don't enjoy throwing up. Right? I don't like the throwing up part. But you do it all the time. Oh, I like the getting drunk part. But, man, listen, like, if, you, like, if you drink the right liquor, you're not going to throw <laughs> up. And if you drink it and savor it, you'll get your nice, like, I don't, you still drink to get, like, super drunk. No, it's more of a bri- byproduct of drinking. Nah, so, nah, um, nah, nah. like, usually, now people know, like, my entire life, but I don't, I don't hide this. So, after I work, like, in events, um, so, like, if we have a big boxing match or a boxing card on working event, I always afterwards, because it's, like, an 11-hour day of working, Afterwards, I always link up with my wife, like wherever we're at, whatever. We'll go to a bar after. And it'll be like 2 a.m., 1 a.m. after I'm done. And I'll drink and chill and like hijack the jukebox and listen to music at obscene levels. Or even in my crib, turn the music on, all this stuff. And like my, my adrenaline's so high from like covering like these boxing events and these MMA events. I can't go to sleep. I can't do anything. My adrenaline's like crazy. So I'll go and we'll go out to a bar and like drink. Uh, New York sucks for that, by the way. Like, the fight cards, you don't leave the thing until, like, 2 a.m. And I try to find a bar. Bar closes at 3. Last calls are the worst thing ever. But, yeah, so, I yeah, threw up uh, on Sunday prior to our show. (laughs) Because Saturday was a big uh, MMA card. It was a pay-per-view. I worked for 11 hours and then partied in my living room for, like, 2. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't know when the last time I threw up was. And... It's the only, it's been, it's been, I think the last time I threw up. Yo, a good throw up would just have you right though. Like it just, when it, nah, when it comes out, it's stop. Change your life. The last time I was in Louisiana with family for a family reunion, it had to be like a decade ago. It's the last time. And it was because the family kept buying. Throwing up in 10 years? Not, while drinking liquor? No, man, I'm an adult. I get this shit right. So they kept bringing me liquor. We were at a pool hall. Kept bringing me stuff. And then, you know, before I knew it, I was mixing lights and darks. And I was like, uh-oh. And then I threw up outside. And then... <laughs> and it was embarrassing because my wife was like, really? Did you puke and rally? So you came back, kept drinking? Nah, man. I was like, take me home. Oh, yeah. You are an old man. Yeah, I've always been this way. It's like, yo, if, I, if I'm... I, there's levels. So from that point on, it's like, if I feel... Like, I know when to stop. You don't know when to stop. Again, I do nothing in moderation. If you, if I, if you came to my it's house... It's like our bets. Like, there's yeah. plenty of times I you probably no- should have stopped before I made the stupid bet of Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I did not. Like, I don't, you know, I'll drink a whole bottle of champagne and I'll just go to sleep. Oh, I can't. That's it. Like, like, that's, my, that's my job. It's like, all right, I know when to stop. It's like, I'm old. And it's like, you want to go do something else? No. I'm going to sleep. And I'll go to sleep. And I wake up and I'm good. You, on the other hand, sir, if you like, you want to go somewhere? It's like, <laughs> let's go. Let's drink some pop-off and... Michelob and you got some steel reserve in the back. So me and my <laughs> me and my high school crew of friends were doing a, a dad's at Disney day. Uh, so February 19th, we're going to Disney. It's like eight of us. We all have kids. 
most of us have kids. The ones that don't are married, all this stuff. And we're not bringing the wives. We're not bringing kids, nothing. Just the dads. We're flying out. We're going to Disney for an entire day, sleeping there, going back to Disney the next day. Complete just dad's trip. Because we never get to go like without our kids, without everything. Like, so we're building the lightsabers. We're doing all this. We're, you know, running through the park, running amok. Um, shout out to ESPN and Disney for, for the ticket hotel. So we're doing that. We all got the flights, round trip flight, $27 between here and Orange County. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what we're flying on. But by the way, just check on me that day, Cole. Check on me. Make sure I get back safe. But I say all that to say this. My friend sent me a photo yesterday. They have new Four loco pregame drinks, like containers. Yeah, it's like a new thing. It says Four loco pregame. And I was like, what? I was like, you know what? And the caption on it was, party like it's 08 again. That's <laughs> all I need to hear. I'm getting on a plane at 8 a.m. And pre-gaming four locos, like three or four. It's going to be all bad. <laughs> that's, that's arguably the worst thing I've ever drank in my life. And you used to drink like Mad Dog. Like yes. 20, like, in college, I drank yeah. MB2020. And I was like, when my, I told the story. But my friend thought Prince and Hammer were having a battle in the house. What? <laughs> I haven't told the story? You have not told the All right. Story. story time with Andreas. Let's go. It wasn't MD2020. It was Cisco. Uh, we were 17. We don't even sell that anymore. No shit. They do somewhere. <laughs> we're, we're like 17. And... Yeah, you, you just think this is high-end stuff, right? Ooh, Cisco, because, like, E-40 rapped about it or something. So my boys started pre-gaming before me, and I had to go pick them up. So I was at home. I can't remember what I was doing. I got a phone call by my boy, Rasheen. And my boy, Mook, was there. And he, <laughs> I'm putting him on blast. Sorry, Mook. So a lot of stories about this Mook character. Uh, he got to be on the pod. I met Mook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah, childhood friends. Yeah, he uh, came over the crib. Yeah. Got to get him on the pod. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> um, he's a mess. So, Rasheen calls me. He's like, when you coming? And I was like, I'll be there, man. Can't remember what I was doing. They were drinking Cisco. They had bought a lot of Cisco. No, nah, probably, probably stole it. That's yeah, yeah, that's what he did. So, uh, I told him I'd be there. So, he calls me back because there's a girl he's waiting to come over. Her name was Dre. Her name was Andrea. Her name, Andrea? can't remember. They called her Dre. Yeah. So he calls me, and I guess her friend was supposed to come over. So he calls me, and he's like, listen, when are you coming? Mook is just, he's a mess, right? He's a disaster <laughs> right now. And I hear him in the back singing. He's singing like Moore's Day in the Time. Just, just singing like the bird. He's just singing. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'll be there in a minute. And he was like, hurry up. I'm trying to bone Dre. Mook hears this. Oh, my God. That's And he thinks <laughs> he's talking about me. Yeah. It's very confusing. So I hang up, and I drive over there. I get to the house. Rasheen opens the door. My friend's in the room. He's laying on the floor, and he's rolling. There's there, I'll never forget this. There's a fireplace. There are two statues of lions. And he's rolling in between the lions. And he's like, I can't believe And he gets up. And he's like, did you see it? And I was like, what? And he was like, it was Michael, Michael Jackson, Prince, and MC Hammer were having a dance-off right there. 
And I'm like, you've drank way too much. We got to get he, you out of here. He did a little bit more than drink. Then, <laughs> and then he was like, then he stops mid sentence. He looks at me, he was like, drink, drink. Rashid's drink. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Rashid's like, oh my God, get him out of here. <laughs> so now he's in between trying to prevent his friend from having sex with his other friend and this three-way battle dance-off between Prince Michael Jackson and MC Hammer in the living room. I got to get him out of here because Rasheen's like, he's not going to mess up my name. Prince don't even dance like that. Like that. This, is like, what he, <laughs> this, is, this is what Cisco does to you. Now, I, obviously, I asked him, I was like, where's his drink? He was like, he drank it all. And I don't even know how much it was. Mook's not, he's just not a heavy drinker. So I finally get him in the car. He's been laughing, crying, just carrying on. I get him in the car. And I'm driving him home. We're driving down the 15, I-15 freeway. And he's like telling me, he's like, don't let Rasheen do it. He's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. <laughs> And I was like, no. I was like, listen, man, we're talking about the other Dre. And he was like, no, there's only one Dre, and that's you. And he's trying to put it in you tonight. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> and he's like, I got to save you. We're dri I'm driving on the freeway going about 60. He opens the car door and tries to jump out the car. I have to grab him by his pants <laughs> and reel him back in while I'm driving. Now I'm 17. Like, yo, you got to stop, right? Like, he's driving with this hand. Yeah. Got him but with this hand. You got to chill. Get him back in the car, and then he just falls asleep. Walked him up to his house. Now his mom, God rest her soul, Cookie, I love her to death. I bring him upstairs and I knock on the door. And Cook is like, is that my son? I'm like, yep. And I thought we were in trouble. I was like, it's over. <laughs> like, she's going to kill us. And she was like, all right, come on, Michael. Puts him, like, pushes him onto the floor. And she was like, all right, Dre, see you later. <laughs> He'll sleep it off. We'll see you tomorrow. And that was the end of the night. And from that point on, I was like, yeah, I'm not drinking Cisco. If it makes me think that my friends are going to have sex with each other, and it also makes me think that there's going to be a dance-off between three people who would, you've never met in your life in person in the middle of the living room, and you're rolling on the floor between, between lions. lions. Yeah, it was two lions. What living room is this? Where it was did weird. this guy live? This is North Las Vegas, but oh, yeah, it was... Uh, right. Enough yeah. said. Enough yeah. Said. So the, yeah. No further explanation. Yeah, so like MD2020, Cisco, four low, like stuff that makes you do that, yeah. I stay away from. Clearly, you're still in it. No, no. There's certain things I won't drink. Like that's a lie. I've had absinthe once. Oh well, well, I was okay. donezo. Like I won't touch it. It was bad. It came with like the wormwood, and you got to put it like over a spoon. Again, that sounds like crack. Okay, it's not good. Like whenever you gotta like doctor something that much, and it comes with like a special sugar to make it even taste palatable, and uh, it like activates some hallucinogens. It was all bad, man. All bad. So, yeah, never again. I don't even drink Jaeger because it remotely no. tastes like absinthe. Yeah, Jaeger's pretty bad. The, the one thing that we did drink in, like, high school was one of my, like, you just drink anything because that's what I'm saying. You drink like you're in, like, college because you drink what you get your hands on. All the time. So, it was like, I'm I don't turn down a drink, by the way, if anyone's, like, wondering. You know, open invitation. No, that's funny. Um, there was somebody in high school who used to drink Thunderbird and Kool-Aid. What is Thunderbird? You never had Thunderbird before? Sorry, I've never seen Thunderbird. Don't. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> so it was like... Is it like a Zima or is it like no, a hard liquor? No, it's, it's harsh. Oh, Zima. Okay. Zima. I used to drink Zima. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. It's like drinking this, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, drinking Perrier. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I got, a, I got a Zima. I'm snooty. And then I found out, no, I'm poor. Yeah, my, my high school career was no one drank beer. Because like, we were like, oh, beer's disgusting. Yeah, beer's disgusting. So it was 151 and Everclear or Smirnoff Ice. We had no intermediate. That's, oh, that's the only things we had at that's the party. That's incredible. But yes, Thunderbird, it came in a bottle, had a bird on it. It was like, ah! 
<laughs> and then it was like my friend would drink, bring a pack of Kool Aid and pour it in there, and he'd be like, "Drink this," <laughs> and he was he was gangster as hell. Drink this, cuz. And I was like, "Okay." And I drank it, and I was like, "What color Kool Aid?" It was red, but no. it didn't matter because when you look at the Thunderbird bottle, it was like this is just death in a bottle. And I was like, and I didn't want to be no punk. And I was like, "All right, cool, give me that." And I drank it. Matter of fact, I drank it, and we were going to something at Thomas and Mac. And, yo, I had to go to the bathroom so bad, and we got pulled over by the cops. Oh, Cops came up, knocked on the thing. Hey, sir, if y'all been drinking, I was in the backseat. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad. So I'm, like, squirming. <laughs> and my boy, he's drunk, but he's playing it off real well. He's like, no, nah, we're just going to this thing. And I, he pulled us over because we're black. I can't remember why. But I had to go to the bathroom so bad, and I was like, I'm never drinking Thunderbird Red. Please, God, don't let him ask me a question, because if he does, I'm going to jail, and I'm going to piss on myself. And I can't have both of these things happen at the <laughs> same, time. same time. And I swore off Thunderbird, but it was disgusting. It was like the worst thing I ever drank. I was like, why would you drink unsweetened Kool-Aid in liquor? Talking about, like, vodka Gross. and it being nasty. A party up in Reno, like, during my college years, a lot of my friends went to UNR. And uh, for their tailgates and their football games, they had this thing called Blue Goo, which is literally just blue Gatorade and cheap vodka. Ew. And you mix it together in like those giant, like, you know, like cookout, like little spout joints. Like, and they mix it together and it's like equal parts, cheap vodka and Gatorade. And it's not even bottles of Gatorade because that became too expensive. They would get the powder packs of Gatorade, Ew. water, and cheap vodka. Yeah. By the time you get to the game, everything's spinning. You want to throw up. Those are the days I throw up, like, that day. So you That was disgusting. You drink, like, you go to white boy frat <clears throat> parties. Oh, yeah. I've drank everywhere. Okay. All right. I mean, I mean, from white guy frat parties drinking blue goo to on the block in New York drinking nutcrackers. Like, my alcohol range is stupendous. Yeah, but your taste is terrible. All right, so that was our open <laughs> for the show. Yeah. So we did a whole open on liquor. Um, Cole is really judging me right now. Everybody so listening to this show is judging you right now. You said all vodka tastes the same. You said tequila. We don't need to recap. Yeah. The listeners will, I, I guarantee you, they're going to be in my mentions. even tell people what this show is about, which is pro wrestling. That's true. Because we covered both boxing and MMA on Sunday. So it's a whole pro wrestling show. It turned out to be a whole liquor show. So it's going to be interesting. Will Thankfully, you, will you drink? If I brought MD2020 on Saturday, will you drink it? How much of it? I don't care. You said you, if, if uh, you won't turn down a drink. No. I'm bringing it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing the, I'm finding something. I'm bringing it to you. All right. And you're going to have to drink it. Fair deal. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, I can't I, wait. I will drink it. I, I don't know if it's like the beginning of the show or like, during the last guest, I will present it. Yeah. Like, I, will, I will present it at it. some point. Thankfully, here at Blue Wire Studios, there's nothing but top shelf alcohol. So yes. Should be fine. I'm going to ruin um, your palate. I'm going to ruin your palate. <laughs> I'm going to wait and I'm going to present it. I'm going to try to find the blue one. Oh, yeah. Now, that used to be delicious. If my okay, memory is drink like, it today. Right. No, it's not good. I, it's I, like I'm drinking gonna, hypnotic. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to try to remember this. If I forget, I'm going to be so upset with myself. If so you every, want, though, you can bring hypnotic and Hennessy. We can just incredible. No, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing no. that. No, no, that's that's being nice to you. Hold I'm not up. doing that. No. Mm -mm. All right. I'm either bringing a Steel Reserve or an MD2020. If I can find Cisco, it's a wrap. I'm bringing that. One of those is coming. You're drinking it because you can't Yo, turn I've on seen, a drink. I see someone like shotgun a tall boy Steel Reserve once. That's when I knew I was in the wrong place. You should have because yeah. it was probably was shooting after that. Wisconsin tailgate. 
Ah, it wasn't even like black people. I went to what? the Rose Bowl. White people drink still reserve? I went to the Rose Bowl. I did not know this. With my boy, who's a Wisconsin fan from here. So we go to the Rose Bowl. Their tailgate. White dude, overalls. Chilling. Overalls. No shirt on underneath. Okay. He has the literal badger head. Like a mascot head. Takes off the badger head. Shotgun to steel reserve. They had a cooler. Probably the size for me to you on this desk. Only steel reserves and four locos. And to drink it, they'll give it to you for free. You had to shotgun it. We all know how tall both cans are. Yep. I was like, at that point, just give me a Mickey. I'd rather shotgun a Mickey than either one of those. But it was all bad. All right. Yeah, they party different down there. All right. <laughs> I ain't never been to Wisconsin. I ain't going. Um, where we are going is to the break so we can talk pro wrestling. So hopefully you guys enjoyed all our liquor talk. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're doing our full Royal Rumble preview. And then wrapping everything up, talking a little AEW, NXT 2.0. And GCW. Don't go anywhere. Right back after this. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we are back. Time to actually talk about pro wrestling, what we're here to talk about. The Royal Rumble, we're going to be watching it. We may or may not be paying close attention to it because we have a lot of great guests. So we wanted to give our predictions and everything now, in case we don't have time during the actual corner rumble to go through every match and be like, this is who's going to win. This is who's going to lose. You guys can hear all of that right now. And we'll tell you what we're thinking for the weekend. Dre, let's start off. Women's Royal Rumble match. I, I, I don't have a clue what's going on here. Um, Can they fill out 30 slots for the Women's Royal Rumble match? Yeah, they're going to have to go into NXT. Okay. So we're, Linda's going to have to make an appearance. We're, we're probably going to get Mandy Rose. We're probably going to get Dakota Kai. We're probably going to get Raquel Gonzalez. Okay. We're, we're definitely gonna, getting Raquel. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get Mandy. I don't know how much they're trying to protect her. Um, but we're, we're going to get a lot of those NXT women in there. If you make me pick, I think there's only two, in my mind, there's only two people that make sense women. All right. A returning Bailey or Bianca. You're not getting any inf side information before Saturday, None. right? No, no, Going no. in blind. I, no, I'm All going right. in completely blind. Um, but th those are the only two names that make sense to me. Uh, the other person that made sense, but it seems like, is Rhea Ripley, but it seems like she's been pushed down dealing with this Nikki A.S.H. thing. So I feel like Bianca's got a, a story to finish with Becky. Yeah. So she doesn't necessarily have to win the Royal Rumble to do that. Whereas Bailey could win and dive right into a few with Charlotte and people be like, cool. And, you know, force women rules, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is Ronda still pregnant? No, nah, Ronda had that baby. She did? Yeah. All right. She could cut. Like, there's a, you know, they've been trying to get her back. Yeah. Which is all the dirt sheets are saying. I really don't want to see Ronda Rousey back. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see a lot of stuff. Today. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, cool. So, yeah. Bianca or Bailey. Bailey. One so returning Bailey. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you gave two picks because I want to give two. Uh, I'll take Bailey as my number one. Like, I think she's going to win. Um, coming back, just the story's there. 
Bailey's growing out her hair. So the undercut is growing out and everything. Well, because you, you know what that means. Babyface Bailey. Exactly. Back to the ponytail. Um, maybe not the, the crazy waver, but they'll she'll they'll it, turn into the it'll story. Be a hybrid yep. of, of old and new Bailey. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think we're going babyface Bailey because of the hair grow out. So yeah, her coming back. I don't necessarily know she needs the rumble win, but I think sooner or later all the horsewomen are going to win a rumble. So yeah. there's no better time than to put Bailey over now, right? People are gonna miss her, much like they did. When Becky came back, it's like, oh, you're coming back? Splash. Yeah. You know, so I think I expect the same for Bailey. So that's like my safe pick. What I want, and it's weird. You know, they don't hand out two-time winners of the Rumble a lot in general. And if it was going to be someone, it'd be Charlotte. But it's not that. Um, I don't know if this person's going to win. but I can't wait to see him. I think they're going to come back. I think we're going to see Oscar mm. in the Rumble. Yeah, I think we're going to see a returning Oscar. I think she might be final four to just give another woman in that like top level crew, like maybe SmackDown. She'll probably be on SmackDown and she'll be the next one to really go into a program. You could build something. So I think Asuka will be in the final four. You know what? This is Vince, so it won't happen. The smart pick that hasn't been seen. Who who am I going to say? Outside of Asuka? Yes. Oh, I don't know who else there is. Io Shirai. Ooh. Io versus Charlotte. That'd be good. But Vince doesn't necessarily no. care about I kind of want to run Oscar Charlotte back. I do too. With Oscar winning and I do too. getting but that Mania win. I think Io Shirai because she's not on NXT. I expect her to be in it. Though. She's going to be in yeah. it. Yeah. And, and she's so good. Yep. And you, you could know, really push. You could put, like, you could, but Vince just. Yo, what thing. happened to Zia Lee with the Mortal Kombat entrance? What happened to Shotzi? Yeah. No tank for Shotzi. I don't know. But they gave they gave her the Mortal Kombat entry. Yeah, they gave her all that. And Vince Never was seen like, her again. Forget it. I'm moving on now. I had fun with these. You know, he's got, we'll talk about his team two What a disaster. Um, but yeah, those are my picks. Those are your picks. All right, what's next? Next up, we'll go through the matches now. Um trying to make sure. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. That's gotta be Becky. Becky, come on. They, they, they're not I'm not even expecting yo, a good match. But you know what? Piper Nevin can wrestle. She can. So the match might not be horrible. No, I think the match will be good. Give her her name back. Here's the problem. You have two matches. We have heels versus heels. What? what it's like they booked this not really thinking. I don't usually mind heel versus heel matches. I think they can be fun if they're done right, just like face versus face matches. But it's like they backed into this Dewdrop Becky match, and then they went with Rollins and Reigns. Mm-hmm. And the problem with it is, especially in the case of Dewdrop, is she still a heel? She's supposed to be. But she plays as face with this. It's weird. Like, yeah. even Rollins, at least she's still with Kevin Owens, who we know is a heel. But even Rollins, in case, like, who do you cheer for? Like, we're, it's in St. Louis, right? Royal yeah. Rumble. So it's really going to be hard. Like, fans, I don't know what they're going to do with these matches. How It's going to be hard to react. There'd be people that are probably going to cheer for Becky, Becky in this match. Yeah. And that's not what you want if you're trying to get your heel over. At all. And in the Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins thing, uh, unless Seth was a babyface, which I always say is the worst thing you can do with Seth, what are we doing? Roman will be like treated as a face, but you want to be the dash. I don't understand this match, but Becky's got to go over because she's got to hold that title until Mania. She's got to pass it off to somebody else. So Roman, Seth. Roman's winning. Yes, Roman's winning. Yeah. Like, we can, we I can, just want a good match. Though. I think we'll get a good match. Yeah, I think 
will get a phenomenal match. Look, Seth is incredible. Yep. Seth is Seth is one of the best talents WWE's had many, many years. The only problem with Seth, as I always say, is once he turns babyface, it's tough. <laughs> it, he, it's really tough for him. But it, in terms of in-ring talent, he's undeniable. And with Roman, you know you're going to get a good match because heel Roman works at a better pace than babyface Roman. So it's like this match will be a very good match. But there's no way Seth is winning this match. And it throws into question, like, as we go through this, like, what are we doing at WrestleMania? But, yeah, no, Roman, WrestleMania. Roman's absolutely going over. Um, Edge and Beth versus Miz and Maurice. I think the smart play, actually, is Miz and Maurice winning. It was, it's too easy to pick Edge and Beth. Do you want to extend this to me? You don't have to. Um, if, if Miz wins, it's going to Mania. This is Edge's Mania program. But the, well, nah, probably not, because Edge and Miz have already worked. Yeah, but Edge got to... You're not going to let Miz There's, end the feud. You still have Elimination time. Chamber in Saudi, which will probably be for the is time. Is that Elimination Chamber? That seems like what that's what they're doing. Oh. Because, so, I mean, that throws off my, my pick for the Rumble, but whatever. One, one thing, I truly enjoy seeing Edge back. Every time he's on, I just, it just... I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Like, watching him work, watching him and Beth together, even though I don't like Beth on commentary, like, seeing them together just feels Still a good like, worker in ring. Oh, yeah. She's a phenomenal worker. Yeah, she looks great. She looked yeah. great on Raw. This Raw didn't have many bright moments. Boy, it sure did. Them just wrecking security. I, I loved every minute I was minute sports entertained. Yeah. I, I, like, watching Edge just brings me joy because this was a man who shouldn't be wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's in fantastic shape. I think his work has been excellent. I think, me personally, I want to see him get his hands back on the title at some point. Yeah. Because he's really good. So, in th- But in this particular feud, because Maurice is the odd woman out here because Beth should absolutely murder her every time they're in the ring together, which is the reason why I think Miz and Maurice will go over. Okay. Because Miz kind of needs the juice. Edge and, and, and Beth can lose, and Edge is still hot. Edge probably is in the Elimination Chamber match. That's what they're doing in Saudi Arabia. He's probably still in that match. For what reason? I'm not entirely sure yet because I have my pick for the Royal Rumble already. Yep. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Ms. Marty's winning. Then I will do... Eh, give me Edge and Beth, just to not have the same thing. But I like your, your logic behind it. So I think that's, that's smart. But I think you can end it if Edge and Beth win. I, again, I think if Miz wins, they stretch this into Rumble. I mean, into Mania. And Edge stands tall over the Miz at Mania. Yeah. Which they'll cut good promos on the lead up and everything. It's fine. I, I just rather him have like a workman's match. Like... At Mania, he's had, like, good matches at Mania. So, it's like, it's not going to be him. You know, him and Randy was a good match. Like, Damn, give me a good, like, dance party. I am really trying to rack my brain who Edge should work at Mania. And it shouldn't be Miz. It's... I would love Edge versus Seth. Or... We've we already done that. Give me Edge Owens. It looks like Owens is going to win the U.S. title. Yeah, I don't... Give I don't, me Edge Owens at Mania. You get a good... That, that could a be really good match and a good program. Yeah, that, that could be really Building up to that. that. That could be really good. The only other person that I could see, which, nah, it won't happen, be Drew Mack. Mm. But Drew... Not that, like, that, Raw and SmackDown things matter anymore. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, they're baby faces, so yeah. I don't necessarily... Like, one of them has to work heel. But either way, yeah. Anyway, next match. And then we have only one more match. Lesnar versus Lashley. Yeah, th- I've seen people pick Lashley to go over Lesnar. And in my head, it would be the smart thing to do. Oh, yeah. Because Brock is Brock. Yep. And if you want to make somebody, like... Roman can cost him, too. Like, 
It could be like shenanigans. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you could do this. I don't think the smart thing to do is like Lassie's back into this picture. I don't want to necessarily devalue him as being cannon fodder for Brock. Seth, all right, I'm going to say this, and this is how I explain the Royal Rumble as well. WWE has different tiers of wrestling. You have your tier A, which is Brock, Roman, Seth, Charlotte, not even Sasha. Sasha's close. No, yeah, no, she's not tier A. Becky. Becky. Yeah, I think that's Just about it. Counting. Yeah. Goldberg. You want to throw Goldberg in this? I, I, don't, I don't count. He gets the belt every time he comes back. But it's like if they lose, it doesn't matter because they're still in a main program no matter what happens. Yep. Edge is probably in this, in this role now too. Sure. Uh, Orton, Randy. Randy's always in something important. Okay. Randall Keith Orton is never like a mid-card guy. I mean, yeah. He, he's a tier A guy. Yep. Like you could throw him in the title picture anytime you want. Correct. Then you have tier B, which is Sasha... <laughs> It's uh, Drew Mac. It's no. Kofi. Well, not even Kofi anymore. No. It's E. He probably slid yeah. back to tier B. Uh, Kevin um, Owens. Yep. Uh, you, you go through these. These are guys that you can put the AJ title Styles. in. Styles. Styles is B. Yep. Asuka is B. Yeah. You put them in, they, they lose, and then they just shutter them into the mid-card. Yep. Like, immediately. But it, they'll heat them up. They need to make one of the A-side people right. look great. But they're B. They're, they're, they're not like, and I'll talk about when I get to the Royal Rumble, it's like they lose the title and then they move in. And I think Bobby Lashley should be an A guy. Big E should be an A guy. Yeah. But they're but not. They're B guys. They're no. B guys. And by being a B guy, you lose because there's nobody more valuable than Brock. No. And then you go into the mid card where if Seth loses, Vince already kind of has a plan for Seth. If Roman were to ever lose, doesn't matter. Already Madness. had a plan for him. Yeah. When E or Owens or when they, like, when Owens lost to Roman, they had no plans for him. You saw what happened. They yep. just kind of disappeared. So it's like, for Bobby, if he loses this match, as good as he is, I guarantee you there's no plans for him. You know, if that wouldn't be bad, right? Like, Drew Mack is in that B tier as well. It wouldn't be bad if they used the C and D tier to prop up the B tier right. when they slid back. There's no reason not to have a Ricochet Kevin Owens program where you know you're going to get good matches and Ricochet C and D tier. Use them to prop up the B tier when they slide back and have them look dominant in the mid card. Problem is they slide to the mid card and don't look like any 50-50 booking, don't be on TV at all, nothing. Give Use the talent underneath them to prop them up. Like you use them to prop up the A talent. Problem is, everyone props up the A talent. Right. No one B, C, D, E, F, catering. None of those people get propped up by anybody. So yeah. it's just, if you're in the B tier, and this is why morale is probably so shitty, because nothing makes sense. And like, all the reports, everything, Sean, Sav, all these people are like, yo, people just don't like being there right now. Or they're asking for release. Uh, Ali, oh, yeah. asking for his release, all this stuff. When you look at that, it's just because there's no sense in the other tiers. Ali would be fine being a C-tier guy if he got to work B-tier guys. And he'd be like, yo, you and you're going to be a heel against a babyface AJ Styles. You're going to work this program, have great matches. You're going to put him over. You're going to lose. Ali would be like, let's do this. I got three months of AJ Styles, you know? Right. Like, as, people don't mind being in those tiers. It's when 
there's nothing for those tiers but to be fed to the A tier. Because if you're a B guy, like a big E, like a Drew Mac, it's like, I might as well be a D guy. Because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. We're all just getting fed to A. If I'm B and I know you're feeding me C's and D's, then cool. Then we're, then we're working. Then this makes sense. But right now, there are five people in the A tier and everyone else might as well be F's. Like, all right. So this, and this is what I mean by all this. Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> the IC Champion, like if you go back, like I'm doing on my Royal Rumble watches, there was a year where the Mountie beat Bret Hart for the IC title. And Roddy Piper came to save Bret Hart after the Mountie beat him up. And Roddy Piper wrestled the Mountie at the Royal Rumble and became the Intercontinental Champion. And then Piper and Bret Hart went on to have damn near a classic at WrestleMania for the IC title, which led to Bret eventually becoming the champion because it was like the stepping stone. The IC championship meant something. Yep. It was, it was prestige in that title. Sisuke Nakamura felt like he's had that title for like since the pandemic started. It feels like. Yep. And, but it doesn't matter. Booch has wrestled more than Knock. Right. It's, it's like, what'd they do to Booch? They, they, they made him look like Tom Selleck. Yeah. They gave him a, like, he looks stupid now. But, but I mean, he's had the stupid mustache. But, but yes, it looks crazy. Hair, it looks like Tom Selleck. But I wonder if Cole could grow that mustache. That'd be fascinating. <laughs> um, Side, just, you know, I'm just thinking. But if, if you make the middle of the card matter, then people are excited about WrestleMania because you have other matches that matter. You have other things that matter. And you feel like if the B, if like Drew McIntyre was working Damian Priest for the for the United States title, you feel like the winner of that, if Damian Priest were to go over, he's like, oh, they're prepping him for a title run. But if you win the IC title in 2022, it doesn't matter. It means absolutely nothing. It, you should be able to win a title and it should lead to something more important. Nothing matters on WWE television right now. Nothing. At Wins all. and losses don't matter. You could lose and just show up in, in the main event for what? Like, what are we doing? What happened to Cesaro? Like, Cesaro was wrestling. Roman Reigns just vanished. Has done nothing. He's in a tag team with someone. Who cares? That feels like the bar, but it isn't. Right, because Sheamus is where it has Rich Holland, and none of this makes any sense. No. Nothing makes, nothing matters. Which they should be a good pairing, but I don't... No, it just it does, doesn't matter. So when you go to Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, Brock's going over because they're going to protect him. And they're not going to let him eat a pin to somebody they don't consider an A guy. Yep. Right? It could be shenanigans, but I just don't believe Vince looks at Bobby Lashley as an A guy. Even though the day that Bobby Lashley showed up in WWE, we looked at him as an A guy. I was like, look at this. Oh, look yeah. at this son of a bitch. Yep. The fact that it's taken this long for those two to have exactly. a match. Exactly. That's all you need to know. Exactly. So Brock's going over. Yeah. Brock, it'll be a good match. Brock will go over. It might I, be quick. It might open the show. He might squash Lashley. And that'd be the worst thing you can do. But but it, it, it's probably going to open the show. And it'll probably be a 12-minute match. I wouldn't be surprised if it's four. I don't think they can completely ruin Lashley. But Vince has done worse. So <laughs> we shall see. He has done worse. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Lesnar as well. Men's Royal Rumble match. Come on, man. This sucks. It's not great, but I know who's winning. It's got to be Brock. Brock Lesnar is winning the Men's Royal Rumble match. It's so here's And here's why it sucks. Because you've given us as fans no reason to care about anybody else in the Royal Rumble. No. Like, no. You watch the Royal, like you've watched the build for weeks. 
And people, when he lost, they were like, oh, well, he, he's been shuttered into the mid-card. Yeah. He went from the champ to working Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin as Kofi sidekick, while Kofi, who used to be a champion, has been eating pins left and right. Yeah. So there's no way they haven't heated up he in the slightest to make you think he can win the Royal Rumble. He hasn't even mentioned it. No. Right? So you have E. Nope, that ain't happening. No. So it seems like Lashley, after a loss, might be in there. But I, I doubt he'll winning. be in the Rumble, right? Sometimes people like limp out. Sometimes they, they do, like, but I doubt they would put Lashley in. But he has no chance to win because he could get no. nuked by Lesnar and you're going to be like, well, what's the point? Yep. He's not going to win. So, so Drew Mack could come back. I don't know where his injury status is. I don't know. But nothing. There's nothing there that says he's He already won his Rumble. Like, yeah. he got his moment. So they're not doing that. Again. Like, Rollins is working Roman. There's no, no. way Seth is winning. No. The, who's left that has been close to a tier A? The last tier A was Big E because yep. he was a champ. He's not winning this. No. Rollins is not winning this. Lashley's already in the match. Kevin Owens, it looks like he's been... U.S. title pro. Yeah, with, with Damian Priest. Who's left? The SmackDown literally has nobody in tier A. No. They crushed SmackDown. SmackDown was, like, palatable for, like, the past year. They had that draft. They were like, what? People like this? Everyone's out of here. But, but the, the worst thing they did is they, they, they put so much energy in Roman. Like I said, it's a very Roman-dominant show. And then you built Roman and Brock. Then you pulled Brock, put him on Raw, and you heated up nobody. So you had to bring Seth Rollins in to work Roman because you had nobody on SmackDown. Yes. So SmackDown has nobody that could win. So the only thing that, that could happen here, and it has to be Brock because as a babyface, this works. Roman couldn't enter the Rumble. It doesn't make sense because no. he's a heel. Yep. Brock wants Roman. So Brock has to be the champ in the Royal Rumble to force the hand of Roman Reigns, which why Elimination Chamber now makes no sense. No. Because the winner of that would get no title shot. It, it, that would only matter is if, like... You want a triple threat. Yeah, and I, I, can't, I can't see who it could be. There, I've seen people say, well, what about AJ Styles? AJ Styles is working NXT and Austin Theory. If it's close, maybe Lashley. I, I, can't, I can't see Lashley winning the Rumble. Like... It's supposed to be Elimination Chamber, which makes me no, think... No, Lashley wins the Chamber. Maybe. But maybe they just go with, like, a Crown Jewel Saudi show. I mean... Not do the Chamber. Exactly. That's probably... Like, they've just been talking about this because if, you, if you're doing a title versus title match and you feel like... Because it has to happen. La I mean, uh, Brock and Roman has to happen. That's the program. Because you've built so much yeah. into this That's show. Sunday night, closing the bill. What closes Saturday right now? Women's title. And I don't know. It, it has to be the women's title. Because the, the only other things that you probably have, and even though, even though I'd be hesitant to do this even now, I'd be hesitant to break up Orton and Riddle. Because they're really fun together. They're still great. But you got to, this was, we're talking about long-term booking. Yeah. They booked this for a year. Yeah, I, I know. This is the best long-term booking they've done since, I don't know, Owens. And Jericho, Festival of Friendship. Break them up correctly. Yeah, I just, I don't even want to break them up because it's too predictable now. Like, we all <laughs> see it coming. We all, we all see it coming. We got to do it when you're not you supposed gotta to. got to make Riddle. Got to make Riddle, I mean. And that's what Orange here to do. To I mean, that's, that's what you should do because and you then, need to create somebody else yeah. that can challenge for a title. And then Riddle will be the favorite going into Money in the Bank. And then yeah, you, you this, start... This, 
keying Matt Riddle up. I just don't know if Vince sees Riddle beyond a comedy act for Orton. Oh, I, I think Vince, something clicked with Vince and Riddle, and then he put Orton on him for that specific reason. I think they put Orton and Riddle together because they had nothing to do with either of them, and it just happened to work out. Oh, yeah. I, I think Riddle's going to be like, I a think, good player in the system. Now. I think Vince sees something clearly in Austin Theory, which if you look at him, he looks, I mean, like, should. He looks like a Vince guy, first and foremost. Kid is like 25 years old. He's, He's young as money. hell. He's young as hell, but, he, you know, yeah. I think... Evolve, he was the man. You know who Austin Theory reminds me of? Randy Orton. Yeah. Young Randy Orton. Randy the Orton Charisma, first came the, yeah. when he separated his shoulder and was cutting those promos and started slowly turning heel. Then you threw him in evolution and you created Randy Orton. Yeah. I think he's doing the same thing with Austin Theory. He's building Austin Theory very well. I think Austin Theory is going to have a great showing at the Rumble. Yep. Like, he's in a program with uh, Finn right now. Well, he beat Finn. And then uh, he worked AJ. This okay. Week. But I think Theory's going to have a good showing because the Royal Rumble, the, the, the smart, what Royal Rumble hasn't really done lately is create stories at the Rumble. Yeah. Guys getting eliminated. I just was watching 2002 Royal Rumble when Maven eliminated Undertaker and Undertaker <laughs> just like murdered him for the rest of the show, which was like when you, in hindsight, you watch it like, God damn, he's going to kill that <laughs> man. But they were building stories within the Rumble, like feuds and rivalries based on who eliminated who. That's, that's the smart way to go yeah. about it. But I can't see any way that Brock doesn't win this thing. Like, I don't see... Because they've built nobody. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Brock is the unanimous choice in this one. So, those are our predictions for the Royal Rumble. We're going to take one more break. Come back. Just do a quick circle around the rest of the pro wrestling world. NXT 2.0. Yeah. People love it. They do, and I don't um, get it. I don't understand it either. So, after the break, we'll talk about all the other promotions before we get out of here. Again, though, remember... Corner Rumble, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Come here. Watch producer Cole Bebe try to sneak his way in and get eliminated over and over and over and over and over again. So don't miss it. We'll be right back after this. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, Dre, we are back to wrap up the show talking all the other promotions. We're going to start at NXT 2.0. People really like this. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I just, I, I watch it. I haven't watched this past week. I watched like clips of it, yeah. including that performance by some girl I've never heard of. No, yeah, no clue. Which, whatever. It feels like they're trying to get horny teenagers to watch the show. Bingo. Um, because, yo, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, it's just green talent working green talent with the exception of a few. And it's not all bad. Like Carmelo Hayes is great. But they gave him the valet. Right. And I'm like. Which is very 90s. If you yeah, guys have seen that. It's, yeah. It, it's like I'm watching a show and I'm like, what is this? I, I can't get past. Like, here's a few things I can't get past. LA Knight. Are you a face or a heel? He was a heel all this time. And he and shows he's up. Face. Then he's a face. But now I feel like he's well, not. No, gonna, but he turned face in that four by four match. 
Which, but it was stupid. Like the new NXT versus, oh, it was black and gold versus 2.0. Yeah, no, nobody asked for it, right? Sometimes when you turn somebody babyface, it's because I wanted it. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's so good. I'm going to turn it. Nobody cared about LA Knight. No, but he cut some good babyface promos. So I get why they kept I, babyface. But I feel like he's on his way out of 2.0. Oh, I think so. And then you look at the rest of the, the talent, and it's just Carmelo Hayes is great. Braun, I just don't. Steiner's not. He's, I don't think he's ready, ready. No, but I think I like the way they're building him. Just, I guess we'll skip around this rundown because the artist formerly known as Walter. Oof. Um, Gunther. There, there's no excuse for this. Gunther Central Perk. Uh, shout out to my friends, fans. Um, Gunther, now, I think they're going to build Gunther up. I think he beats Ron Breaker at Mania and then Breaker chases. See, but that's a backwards way to do this, right? Because the problem is, is that, let's talk about this. Breaker's not ready for the call. No. So I think he loses, but you keep him in the main picture and you have him chase but the monster. What, what 2.0 tried to do is a hard reset. Yeah. And I compare it, I, people are going to hate me for this. I'm going to compare it to the WCW reset when Vince Russo showed up, when they took the belts off of everybody and it was like desperate. It, it felt like it was out of desperation. I feel like 2.0's done the same thing. You put the title on Breaker, but you didn't really get a chance to build him. No. When I interviewed Breaker, he told me, I didn't know I was getting called up till the day before. And you've done nothing necessarily to build him to make people want to see him as a champion. Whereas Walter, I'm not calling him Gunther. I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. The man wrestled as Walter in the Indies. The man wrestled for like three and a half years as Walter. In the WWE. On NXT programming, UK and takeovers. Yeah. And then he's like, this is why my, I don't care. Well, there's no way in my mind that I could see Breaker beating Walter. I just can't see it. But they're going to do it. Did they give him a nice, did they drop the, the Nazi last name? They had to. Gunter? So listen, listen, Gunter. listen, listen. Let's talk about this. Like you could have just left him Walter. I've just, I've listened to this. I've listened to people try to rationalize this. They, they, they had no reason to ever take Walter's name away. They wanted to own. They the wanted name. to own. That's it. That's the only rational. The WWE trademarked Gunther Stark. Yep. They were going to call him Gunther Stark. And then somebody said, oh, that's a Nazi like uh, captain or something. And there was so much backlash, they took the last name off. Yeah. Now, there, I've seen people like, that's an oversight by the WWE. That's a lie. WWE doesn't have oversight. oversights. No. <laughs> Not to that magnitude. Because it's going back to stereotype wrestling. You're treating Walter and his faction because they cut a promo in German this week, even though it was great. Yeah. But they have to be the foreign heels. Yep. And Gunther Stark was going to be the epitome of the foreign heel. There was no oversight. No. And I'll tell you why people like 2.0. And I'll tell you what it is. Because yes. we've had two months of this now, right? 2.0 and what they're trying to make it is the attitude error. It, it's not even close. Women, scantily clad, very accentuated bodies, right? Like valets, they have, you know, people who come out and they have managers, they have all this stuff. They have a few people who are competent workers. Everyone has a distinct gimmick, like a workplace gimmick or a foreign gimmick or a stereotype. They are trying to make that their version of what it was in the 90s. And they're saying it's a smaller promotion. We can get away with that. And see if the audience really wants this back. And they're trying to make it the Attitude Era 2.0. I, 
I don't think it's the attitude here 2.0. I don't even think I that's... I think it's, they're going to keep leaning into that. I don't think Sex so. Sex sells, giant, muscly, body builders, stereotypes. They're trying to make it 1990s WWE. Nah, I think it's more 1995 WWE. Because attitude, attitude era, those wrestlers didn't have jobs. They got rid of like... Oh, they got rid of... They got rid of the repo man, right? Yeah. Shawn Michaels was still kind of a stripper. Yeah, like wrestlers didn't have jobs. These NXT, these gimmicks, they're all like job people, basically. Like the the Italian. The Italian guys. That that was like... Dude, I watched the 95, 96 Royal Rumble and Mantar came out. I was like, boy, this was bad. And the Attitude Era was strictly Attitude, right? Yeah, no. Like, it was strictly risque television, which you can't really revisit no. now. Like, you can't revisit the Gold Dust angle now <laughs> because Gold Dust would have to be a babyface in 2022. Oh, hands down. Like, Gold Dust was a heel yeah. back then. And he, like, kissed Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. People were like, oh, my God, gay people, we hate them. Like, that was the attitude there. You, yeah. can't, you can't redo that. This is more like 95 cartoon wrestling. Okay. Because you got a bunch of people. You have a few people who can work. You have a bunch of people who are still learning on the job. And you're throwing them all out there and you're putting gimmicks over in ring talent. Yep. So it's like when I'm watching 2.0, because Walter is by far the best worker that NXT has right now. Hands down. The only other people that come close, like Pete Dunn, Carmelo Hayes is close. You already got rid of Gargano. Yep. So you really don't have anybody that works like him. And I've said this from the beginning. Breaker, as much potential as he has, you haven't given him room to grow. He's not Brock. Like when Brock showed up, I, I, I'd said it to, I said it to Breaker, and I don't think he was catching what I was saying. I asked him, I was like, do you feel like you're getting the Brock push? He's like, well, I don't know. I hope so. The Brock push was an interesting push because when Brock showed up with Heyman, it was over the day he showed up. Yeah. You knew they were fast-tracking because not only did he know how to work, he looked different. And by the time he got to Wrestle Rock and was supposed to be the heel, he was just super over. Yeah, Breaker, you had him work Ciampa. And you had him beat Ciampa, which sounds good in theory. But he's not even close to the level of talent that Brock Lesnar is. And he doesn't have a mouthpiece. Yeah. Brock's biggest benefit was having Heyman with him. So in the case of That's Breaker, where it's like, damn, like, I don't know what's going to come of Diamond Mind, and I like Diamond Mind. Yeah, because Malcolm Bivis is incredible. Malcolm would have sold Breaker to the moon, but Breaker would have to have been a heel. Right. So now you have him working babyface, and, if you, and it feels like you have to have him go on, on Walter the way Vince and Bruce Pritchard see wrestling. Yeah. Because they want, they want to create a dominant champion. But to, usually, they give the foreigner the belt and to get extra heat over the champ, and then the champ chases, and yay! I, I just think the hard part is they haven't built Walter as somebody that people hate. Walter will get cheered for taking the belt off a of breaker, and then you got a problem. Like, that's, that's going to be my issue. You're gonna, you're, if you're doing NXT, which is weird, because they're, now they're doing NXT TakeOver as like the, the early show for WrestleMania. Are they taping it? No, I think they're filming it. I think they, I think they're doing it. Live. It's like the pre-show to WrestleMania now. Day I one. I hate that idea. It's a horrible idea. And they're also doing like the Saint, what are they calling it? Saint Valentine's Vengeance yeah, Day yeah, nonsense. Whatever. I mean, that's their pay-per-view, like the yeah. actual takeover. But I think they're doing the NXT takeover for Mania as an early show going into the day one of Mania. I mean, I don't hate that idea. It's a long day of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, we've been at long days of wrestling, know, right? Like, but remember what WrestleMania used to look like a couple years ago? But do you think, um, but, but this is why I'm saying it's a long day of wrestling because it's not a hot ticket anymore. No, I don't, I think, wait, you got to buy two separate tickets? Probably. 
or then I don't know. I can't see them doing it in the same venue. Yeah. You told me it was like a pre-show. Yeah, but so, uh, no, I didn't understand. No, no, no like, I think they're... I, I'm not sure, but it, if you do it at AT&T... Yeah. It, that, half yes. that crowd ain't showing up. No, but you put them in the space to work in front of a few casual... I, like, the audience crosses over more so than ever between main roster and NXT. It's a very similar product. So the people who are going to show up for NXT anyway probably show up early. It'll look yeah. super empty. That's the problem. You <laughs> think Vince wants to have, like, Vince would be like, what the fuck is this? There's nobody here. Yeah, there's no one here. I don't, like, I don't think they sell out a venue like they used to sell out. It's AT&T Stadium. This is not. No, I mean, like, say they go away from AT&T. Yeah, the, exactly. That same day. Like, one, it's Dallas. Nothing's close to AT&T Stadium. No, it's in the boonies. So, like, are you going to put this downtown and then tell people to travel? I, I don't know what they're doing. Baseball stadium next door? Like you do too baseball. Big. Too big. Too big. Only floor seats. It don't, it does, it's not a hot ticket. I, the, the stripping down, the, the. Can the, you get everyone in and out? I don't know. In AT&T Stadium, can you only sell the floor seats for NXT, kick everyone out, and then open nah, the doors back in for Mania? No. It's see? too much work. I don't, I don't know, know what they're doing, but they, pre-tape. the problem is, is that NXT has no fire. Like there are people that watch it, but I don't think anybody that comes to Texas, TakeOver was the hottest ticket in town. Yeah. People go to Mania and be like, yeah, Mania is great because Mania is for like the super casuals. It's the spectacle, right? But TakeOver? Yo, the year that I went with Nakamura worked Zane, Crazy. it was the hottest ticket in town. It's not that anymore. No, it's not even close to that. If I'm GCW, I'm like, I'm putting the show up against yours. Yeah. I'll, I want to see what happens. I put that on after. It's tough. I. It's a long night because what? TakeOver is like three hours? Yeah. I don't even know how you fill up a TakeOver because who wants to... Half of these guys don't even want to watch work. I wonder if you can, like, get away with putting on after SmackDown. You probably could. And just, yo, if you get a ticket for SmackDown on Friday, 8 to 10, uh, and then you get TakeOver 10 to 1 a.m. You still got to do the Hall of Fame. You still got to do all the stuff they do, they still got to do. Yeah. I, I would say that'd probably be, like, the easiest way to do it. And just tape it. But now you're going to get spoilers. Now you're going to get all that and then show it the next day. I don't, I don't know. There's no good. NXT, like, if you like NXT.0, good for you. I, I don't. I'm going to, I'll watch it to see if it evolves and it changes. We've seen Dirty reports say Vince is not happy with it. Well, duh. You created, a, like, you didn't create anything. This is Hunter. Hunter, Regal, and the rest of them created, like, this amazing product that you decided to change for no reason. And people who tuned in, it like, if I'm watching, I don't know, if I'm watching The Wire and you swap out all the actors with, like, mediocre actors. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, what? And you still call it The Wire? And I'm like, no. And then, but, but, like, everything in pro wrestling, the sequel is never as good. No. The new Rock and Roll Express, the new Rockers, the new, the new Demolition when you added yeah. Crush. They suck. They all suck. None of them are ever good. So, so and change it, when, the name. You call it NXT 2.0? No, it's bad. It meant there was something wrong with the first one that you meant to change. And people are like, there was nothing wrong with it. Why'd you buy Evolve out if you're just not going to use it? That you that's your developmental. Yep. Those people aren't even ready for TV. And now you have them on prime television on Tuesday nights working? No one's watching that anymore. It's like yep. 400000 But I, I sit here and I listen to people saying 2.0 was great for developmental. Well, develop their asses off my television. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's weird, man. It's a weird, it was a very abrupt transition. So see how it plays out. 
I'll catch the takeovers. I'm not watching week to week. I, I watch out of habit because I just, I have yeah. my screens on and I'm working. So yeah. I have things on. So I'll watch it, but it's not. Yeah, good. I'm not paying attention. I watch it via social media. That's how I watch it. So they'll post their best clips and all the storylines on NXT social. And I look at it. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't miss anything. And then uh, AEW, real quick. I mean, rolling along. I mean, they're in that, that, that spot that usually happens when you don't have a pay-per-view that's right around yeah. the corner. So you're just kind of like, ah, okay, we're figuring things. You this know, is their, like, SummerSlam to Royal yeah. Rumble stretch. Because they have nothing until Double or Nothing. Which you is start ramping bang. up yeah. to Double or Nothing like April. So you get that ramp up, Double or Nothing. Then you got the big show in September. And then you wind down a little bit, close in December yeah. with another big show. So, like, between December and April... I was like, all right, we're here. Get yeah. a couple. They do a St. Patrick's Day special. I think last year they did a Valentine's Day special. This one's what? The beach show uh, where Cole's working Cassidy in the, in the uh, lights out match. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're going to, as an intermediate program, they're going to do Hangman versus Lance Archer, which I'm fine with. There's enough. There's nothing else. You know, you don't, you don't want to burn the candle at both ends. But you, one, Moxley coming back. He oh, yeah. looked amazing. Great shape. His promo was incredible, but I have to talk about Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh, God. I forgot about this. This man said that he needed to be accountable. Accountability is when you realize you have a problem and you take it upon yourself to pull yourself out to get help because it's very difficult to say, I have a problem. Yep. Even though I'm on TV all week, he pulled himself out, went to rehab, took care of himself, came back as a better version of himself. What Bubba Ray Dudley is suggesting, essentially, is that you should have been more like Jeff Hardy, who has a problem, never addresses his problem, and shows up on TV because the fans want to see him, and then breaks down and is gone. John Moxley owes nobody an apology. He owes no one nothing. Like, he took care of himself to come back to be better for the fans and for the business that he works in. We just watched more GCW. We'll talk about that in a second. And it seems like now they're angling towards a Moxley and Danielson program, which oh, will be incredible. So yeah. And Moxley looks like he's lost a good 15 pounds. He's leaned out. Mm -hmm. And he's still an amazing promo. Who, why is he apologizing to the fans? It's not like he was missing dates. It wasn't like Moxley was advertised and he was like, oh, I'm drunk and, you know, I just left. He took accountability by saying, I need help and got himself some help. Bubba Ray Dudley is an idiot for this. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> I just just telling somebody that he didn't apologize to the fans? No, man. For what? The, and the fans showed like no problem with him when he came out. He got cheered, heroes welcome. People understood that he had something to take care of. No, if I missed a bunch of shows and I never said anything, that's one thing. Now, if I say, hey, Kel, I got a drug problem. <laughs> I'm going to get help. I'll be back when I'm better. Yep. I don't need to apologize to nobody for that. That, that was ridiculous. But seeing Moxley back was great. Seeing Moxley back in great shape was great. AEW clearly has something there. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. They, people are still criticizing Adam Cole's booking, which is crazy to me. I mean, they want him to be champion right away. But then, I said this, I, keep, I say this every week. If Adam Cole were to be champion tomorrow, and the same people, especially on Black Wrestling Twitter, who are critical of having white men in the main event picture, what are you going to say? I mean, they really like Cole on Black Twitter. I know, but Cole is incredible. <laughs> but you can't, you're nuking your own argument about Black wrestlers in the main event picture. Yeah. But 
I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Adam Cole is ranked number one in singles. Oh, he's definitely getting a title shot. It's coming. Just relax. But then it's like, what do you do with Hangman? Like, you got to give him but like... I'm not saying... That, but who knows if he's even going after the AEW title? Yeah. He could be going after the TNT title. Is Cody TBS. still a baby face? I don't know. But Cole is like one of the most over people in the company. That's the direction you could go. You know who else is ranked in the top five? And, and I don't think anybody... There's two people. Then I'm like... That's surprising. What does this mean? Powerhouse Hobbs and Dante Martin are both in the top five. Ooh. Those are, I mean, really, we should push Powerhouse Hobbs over Cody. At, at some point, and this is where I'll be hypercritical, you put him in your top five. Yeah. He needs TV time. He needs to go over on people. Then They're giving him a little more TV time. They are. Time. You're going to have to do something with him. Starting with the punk thing, right? You yeah. Punk match, and that was cool. But... Powerhouse, powerhouse Hobbs, I'm sure he's been, you know, he works dark, he works elevation, he works. He's good. He's a good powerhouse guy. Yeah. You got to put him in a, in, a, in a good, you got to put him in a good situation. Because there's two wrestlers that I think have potential. One, they've clearly focused on. The other is Powerhouse Hobbs, who I feel like they're getting there. Wardlow. Okay. They're working towards this Wardlow split with MJF, and they're doing a really good job with it. Babyface Wardlow. Yeah. They're doing a really good job with it. Big, Big guys with that size, though, like, ah, well, I think it works in a vacuum. I don't know if it's going to help him in the long run being a baby face. The, the, the thing is, is that what we've watched out of Wardlow is his character developed. He yeah. was just MJF's bodyguard. And if you threw him out there in the singles world, like when they did with him and Cody, it's just a match. Yep. But now there's something to, to sink your teeth into, which is Wardlow with the personality, smirks, the power bombs. Like, yo, you're supposed to, he almost... He can always play the card. I was supposed to pin Punk. I had him dead to rights, and you ruined it for me. They've built him right. Yeah. Do the same for Powerhouse Hobbs. He is that good. Him, I, I don't know if you turn a babyface, you probably keep him healed because that snarl is very healish. No, it's great. Yeah. He's got a murder. Like, this is, people are going to be pissed about this. Powerhouse Hobbs should be the first person to be hooked. Ooh, that's good heat. To get him out of Team Taz and on his own. Hook is undefeated. He can't be undefeated forever. Yeah. He's super over, but he's still young. And if there's one person who could beat Hook and get pushed and be like, yo, that's a nasty heel right there, it is Powerhouse Hobbs. I like that. He needs to be the first person to beat Hook. He, Hook he's stupid over. Because he's, he's got to be sick of watching this guy and his own crew. Right. Yeah. Getting the shine. I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I was here before you. Right. And then he just destroys Hook. Yeah, I'm over Team Taz in general, too. Yeah, like, I feel like they've up. all grown out of it. Starks is going to be, he should be in the TNT title picture. Great. Cage is going to be out of the company. Yeah. So, at least Taz with his son, which makes sense to keep them together. Starks should definitely be on his own. Powerhouse Hobbs needs to break away to get that push. Yep. Get that push by destroying Hook. Because Hook can't stay undefeated forever. No, I like it. And now you have a feud. There we go. And then outside of that, the other thing I, I hear about AEW, which I didn't think about, but now kind of makes sense. Do you think they're properly, outside of Cole, because I think that's ridiculous. Do you think they're doing a disservice to the NXT talent who signed? Like who? Andrade. Aleister Black is now in a tag team. I don't, I like the House of Black. I do too, but he's not championship level like people thought. He shouldn't be. Everybody can't be a champion. Relax. Again, 
he left a company. He was never going to be a WWE no. roster champ. But I'm saying in NXT, he was a champion, top level guy. Not everyone can be. Right. But he's proven to be. Andrade, proven to be a top level guy. You're looking at these dudes and they're just like, and then people throw in Cole. I, I'm excluding Cole. But they throw in Cole. Like, oh, he's just doing trio stuff. Or like, now he's working mid-card talent. He should be at the top. People thought they're going to sign these NXT guys and they're going to come over right away and just storm through the promotion. What does that look like? It you looks know, like you're burying the talent you have on the roster already, which I do not sign up for. Right. If you put NXT guys over immediately, it basically says that you guys have the better guys and we're going to put them over our guys. Yep. Which is not smart. 100% what it's like. And Black being with Brody King as House of Black, I, I love that pairing. Oh, incredible. And I think they could do great things. Um, and I think they like working together. Yeah. Hence, they are like, yo, let's do this. The Andrade situation is complicated because I feel like, I don't know. They if haven't elevated him. No, like, I feel like something ain't clicking with Andrade. Just something ain't working. And I don't know who to blame it on. I really, you know, I don't like everyone getting a manager, right? Or right. like, I love the him and Chavo pairing. Right. I thought that was money. Right. It worked so well for his character. But it hasn't gone any. No, I, I, like, even, even the strange thing about Andrade is, like, his matches even haven't been great. Him working Pac was, should have been incredible. A banger. And it just, it wasn't. And you know it's not on Pac. No. There's only one person you could put it on. I put Pac in this conversation, too. Like, haven't they done right by him? I think Pac has had some travel issues that have yeah. really held him Cooled up. him off when they, yeah. they were supposed to. So I think he'll, they'll figure out Pac, right? I think he'll be... TNT title picture. Like Pac and Maybe. Adam Pac and Adam Cole have a banger waiting. Where's Miro? Miro get hurt? No, no, they, they've been working on the Miro comeback. There's not enough space for everybody on TV. No, I know. I'm just wondering. I just I didn't see him. I Look, just wonder if I, he got I think, hurt. Not I th that they're burying him. Ever. I think the Redeemer is going to be working Paige maybe at double or nothing. I like this. I think the Redeemer is about to come and just storm through it because I the problem with the, the way the pay-per-views are, because there's only like four. Yeah. Right? Yep. Double or nothing, all in, one at the end. Yeah, it's like four. Is that I think they might have moved too quick on Moxley and Danielson because that's, that's a double or nothing match. It is. And they're, they're, but you got to kill three bots to like give you, or you got to put on one of these like little special. Right. So I don't want them to do that. We did that with Danielson and Paige, which I, I was fine with for that because it was TBS's debut, but, but that's a big match that yeah. doesn't need to have a title involved. The mirror returns should happen around this pay-per-view that's coming up, and he should just mow people down because he was already doing that. Yep. So he should just mow people down and get to the page match, which makes a ton of sense. I just, I'm not sure. So it's like, going back to the, the original question about NAC talent, you can't put them over immediately. You just can't. It makes your, your talent look bad. Horrible. And Cole's going to get his push. Cole's got a million stories to tell because you still got the Red Dragon stuff. You still got the Young Buck stuff. You got a lot of things to do. I think they're fine there, but if they make a mistake of not pushing power, that's my biggest sticking point right now. If they make a mistake of not pushing powerhouse hops, I'm going to have a problem because he's right there. He's right there for hook. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. I, I thought What's-His-Face was going to come from ROH and be a bigger Who, Jay Lethal? Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's, I've said this before, like he's a, a great talent. Yeah. But when you stick him in there with, with all these guys, he's not like the guy. He's, he's 
I think I like Lethal, but he's a little longer in the tooth. He's a little older. He's been around the block a few times. Yeah. I, I can't see him being a top guy in AEW. I see him being a contender. I just, they're not even treating him like Brian or Punk. Necessarily. He's not, not Brian yet. or Punk, right? Like, he's it's not. Like, he's like not. And you ROH, like. Yeah, but nah, he's not. He's not Brian or Punk. He feel like more of a big deal, put younger guys over. I, I just, he's not like Punk. Okay, he's not like that. But I'm and just Brian, saying, like, it's just, like Lethal's a, a semi ROH legend. Yeah. But even then, if you think about it, I mean, let's be really honest here. When Lethal was ROH champion, it didn't, like, move the needle in terms of, like, people enjoying ROH. No. I mean, I really enjoyed, like, the character and then... What was his, his manager's The House of Truth. House of Truth. But I love the House of Truth. Truth Martini. Yes. I love that. Love that. That's the best Jay Lethal has ever Yes. Been. But it was, like, it, ROH didn't, like, super-duper take off until it got, like, super Bullet Club. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you had Cole, you had O'Reilly... They felt like bigger stars than Lethal. Lethal's always had, like, something's missing. Really great talent. Something's missing. Like, he needs a Truth Martini again, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He has never been, like, the greatest promo. And now that he's a little bit older, I feel like he can't... I keep going back to Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, he's in the rankings for a reason. Lethal's not... Lethal should have a good program at some point with somebody. Yeah. They'll have to figure it out. I don't think he shouldn't be on television. I don't think he should be, like... Bottom feeding. I don't think he should be putting over a bunch of young talent. I think he needs a program. And if it's if it's a program to put over a young talent, you know that young talent should be, in my opinion, Lee Moriarty. Yeah, I think Lee is a little little ways off. They'll have a great match, but that's what I'm saying. They could do something with Lee now, but it not even close to title picks. But give him something to do, and that's like that's not pay per view stuff. Yeah, that's TV stuff. Lee's got something. He's been eating a lot of pins. I'm not necessarily sure where they're going with Lee. Yeah. And Lee also, to be fair, as much as we like Lee, Lee doesn't look like the top guy. He doesn't really have a finisher. No. Like, that's... He's figuring it out. Yeah, they're figuring um, it out with Lee and hopefully get it done. Lee's figuring out how to work TV. Yeah, that too. He can work. Yeah, phenomenal work. But you need a, a distinct finisher on TV. Yeah. You know, you need... You know... Just a different look, even though I like the mask, I like the baseball, but you got to figure out why you're wearing that. Yeah. It just can't be like, yo, I wore this on the indies. Shut up. And then you wear it. Like, I mean, it has to fit your character per se. Not that you're a cartoon character, but like per se. Andrade comes out, he has the mask, he has the pinstripes and all that. It's like, okay, but that's like, it's kind of like the gangster leader of like, you know, Los Ignorables. Like, right. you know, like, so he comes out like straight gangstered out. Like, it makes sense in a character portrayal. Lee is just like, I wear a baseball jersey and a Tiger mask. It's just like, it's, it's got it. Okay, like, like, are you a Tekken character? Because then if you are, like, then I'm in. Like, well, see, so my piece on Lee Moriarty is coming out in Orange Crush magazine probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, Lee's an artist who loves Wu-Tang, who loves Kung Fu flicks, loves Doom, right? He's got like a Doom-inspired inspired mask. That I think he did for like an indie show. If they lean into the creative aspect of Lee Moriarty, of being this artist who is like, What's made Hook's presentation so great is like the Action Bronson entrance. Yeah. The chewing the gum with his back turned to his opponent. Lee needs that in him. And I, I don't think, like, Hook just has it. I was about to say. He... People keep saying that Hook is creative, but it's like you look at Hook and you watch him, you go, all right. I mean, the kid knows. Say what you want, but Taz grew up in this. Right. Like, like he's, he's grown up seeing 
different iterations of television wrestlers. And then he's just like, oh, no, I can do that. I know how to present myself. His biggest thing was, yo, are you good enough in ring? And then, I mean, um, the kid kid's is a just, powerhouse for like his size. And it just, he understands what it takes. Right. And Lee hasn't gotten to that no. point. Like Lee is a guy that you look at and he's like, where, it's like, why you need people in the back. Exactly. You this all the time. You need people in the back to help the people who aren't second generation, who aren't 10 years on the Indies, exactly. who aren't from New Japan coming over with a character. You need people in the back, producers, agents, bookers, to help those people develop. succeed. Yes, you have to help them develop. Because if you're left to your own devices, right, those people will not grow. Well, see, so from what I've understood is that AEW is, it's not just the wrestlers. Like, Tony Khan, they give them direction, and then the wrestlers kind of figure it out, which is good for some people. If you know how to do that. Right. <laughs> Lee Moriarty, like Lee Moriarty knows how to wrestle. Yep. What he doesn't know how to do yet is present himself on television. Yep. And you need somebody who can step in and was like, all right, try this. Do this. And this back fits- as D-Lo, they yeah. have all these different people. D-Lo, exactly. You have all these people in the back. They don't got to be super intrusive. No. They're not holding people back. But they either. understand who you are. Yep. Or if you tell them who you want to be. Well, no, no, no. I think it's even more important. Like, they can if, help you get there. If, if uh, like The Rock, for instance, had like Farouk, Ron Simmons. Yep. Right? And, you know, when he rode, he rode with Mark Henry, who developed, all of them developed under Ron Simmons in, in The Godfather. Yep. In Kama, Mustafa. Like, when you ride with certain people, you pick up things. Right now, you know, backstage you got like Jerry Lynn and Dean Malenko. You gotta, but you don't have somebody that looks at, maybe Mark Henry. Looks at Lee Morales like, oh, I get this. Like, I get the Wu-Tang thing. I get the Doom references, or maybe you don't. I don't know. But you need somebody who gets it and was like, all right, well, let's, let's reel this all in. Because yep. I don't know who it was. And maybe it was Hook was just like, I like Action Bronson. And it was like, played it. Tony Khan probably never heard an Action yep. Bronson song. And he was like, that works. Yep. But you need somebody that gets that with you. So I think- Because that's like super New York. Like, yo, my dad had this New York Street persona. I don't look New York Street. Red Hook, yes. But how can we get- that New York street and just have people understand that's also me. Cause I look like a pretty boy. Oh, action Bronson, New York street. Boom. The connection. So you put that together. But again, you're talking about people riding in cars and having, a, he rode in plenty of cars with that guy. Yeah. Calls him dad. Like, yep. so he, yep. he's been in those cars on the road and all this stuff done that for the past year and a half. He's done that all his life. Okay. Now with the people who don't have that as a dad, they, like, they how do we, we, they need it. And I mean, we talked to D'Lo when he's on our show. Like, yep. Ron Simmons was a father figure to a lot of these people. Yeah. Like, you, you have these people on the road who are father figures. The great, one of the great things about Evolution, every time they do one of these specials and everything, especially for Randy, Randy talks about, like, I rode in the car. Like, I traveled with Ric Flair. Him and Batista. Him and Batista. Travel with Ric Flair during my formative moments. Yep. That helped exponentially. If he didn't have that left to his own devices, especially Randy Orton. Right. Like, if you left him to his own devices when he was, you know, drinking and acting yeah. a fool, if, even though Ric Flair was still acting a fool. Right. But, but you, Trips didn't drink. Trip focused. Yes. Trips had, like, the other. They put him around a good mix. Batista, Batista obviously, workout warrior, completely changed Randy Orton's frame. He was like, yo, we got to go work out. Yep. His whole frame, like, it was a perfect collection of, Batista, you know, your personality is a little weird. Oh, got one of the best promo guys ever in your car. Like, 
it was a great way to get all of that knowledge together. Yeah, AEW need that's that's the steps they need to take now. Yeah, like they pair a lot of these people together on air. I hope that the on air transitions to the back behind the scenes too. Yeah. Like Vicky Guerrero's there, like I don't need to see her on air. But I think she can lend a lot to Nyla Rose right. in a career, a lot to the women on there, um, in terms of just what she can give them in the back end. So as long as that translates, cool. Yep. Um, so we'll see how that that goes with them. And before we get out of here, which I know we're going over right now, GCW had a show. GCW is GCW. They're super old. Yo, they, you know what they did learn? They was like, oh, shit. Pay-per-view, we have hard outs. Hard outs. <laughs> the Briscoes <laughs> are not happy. The Briscoes ate the pin, and then Jay looked. He was like, what? And somebody was like, yo, the clock. Yeah. And they were like, god damn, because a couple of those matches were a little too long. Oh, yep. And it ate up a main event, which was, it was a weird main event, because if you weren't a hardcore GCW guy, you didn't understand this Why pairing. it was big, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they still had a good show. Yep. Uh, Sean Waltman came back. The Cardona match was fun. Like Cardona's he, fun. He, he, he GCW, thrived. Cardona is special. <laughs> He's special. He found a home. They, they are doing, GCW is doing what GCW does. And I hope, now that they got this pay-per-view model, uh, Brett Lauderdale is a friend of mine. I just... Now he realizes, okay, time is serious. Yeah. And it can eat into our main matches because that ending was super abrupt. Yeah. But they'll figure it out. And I feel like GCW from this point on is going to be even better. And I hope they have a great showing during WrestleMania weekend. And you know they're going to do the collective and all that GCW. Stuff. And not oh, just because oh, oh, Brett, wait, wait, like, wait, you know, wait. Talks and AJ it. Gray falling off the ladder. Oh, AJ versus ladders. I'm hitting AJ up immediately. So AJ, like his schedule is crazy packed, all this stuff. Yeah. He wasn't sure about like, um, corner rumble. I'm gonna hit him up. Be like, yo, you gotta come on. Like, come on the ladder bump. Yeah, because uh, he was like, oh, I'm not taking next weekend off. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, I was like, cool. That gives you time to come on the show. So I gotta hit him up, see if he'll drop by for the rumble. Now that his schedule opened up for one weekend, but him versus ladders, hilarious. Um, yeah, like not just because Brett's a nice guy. You know, get to talk to Brett. Let us into a bunch of shows. <laughs> like, not because he's cool and lives like five minutes away from you, but honestly, like. It's starting to feel like the momentum is, I, I, I don't want to be like super, you know, hyperbole guy or anything, but like those ECW vibes that people attach to GCW for a long time, it's feeling like they're hitting that stride. Yeah. Where it's turning from super niche, super cult, like following to, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. Now, now the big people want to come here. They are the biggest benefactor of, of, WWE and AEW's contracts running out, yep. they will be the biggest benefactor. Of that. And they know how to use people. They know what makes it. And they're not alienating their core people. No. Effie is amazing. Like, Yo, he ate that, that oh, guitar shot. Oh, my God. I was like, wait, you gotta, is this a gimmick guitar? Is this the real thing? Because the way he ate it and oh, split them open, Effie's uh, incredible. Jeff Jarrett coming back is funny. Like, that's a good appearance. Like, Loved it. Um, they're doing a lot of stuff, right? And it, it gives you that feel. If you've never been to a GCW show, like... You must go. Live, it's even crazier. So, like, if you're there, get that ECW feel. Yeah. And they travel across country. Yes. Which I, I always appreciate. AEW. <laughs> so, yes. they'll, they'll have shows on the West Coast, East Coast, all that stuff. They all feel special. They all feel great. So, love what GCW is doing. But now it's time for us to say our adieu to this show. Next time you guys see us will be the Corner Rumble on Saturday... What is that? February, or excuse me, Saturday, January 29th um, during the actual Royal Rumble. So it's 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Watch along with us. 
We have 30 plus guests joining us on the mics and via video. Going to be so fun. We're going to have wings. We're going to have producer Cole Baby running around. And MD 2020 or something like that. I'm going to kill Kill before the podcast (laughs) is over. This this is how I get eliminated from the Rumble. People are wondering, like, how do you eliminate Kel? He's a host. How do you get him out of the Rumble? It's Coming in at number 30. By foreign substance. Thunderbird and Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is how we're doing it. That's the equivalent of, like, Ric Flair pulling the brass knucks out of the tights. That's worse than that. Just, like, <laughs> you're going to be slipping out of the ring like Austin with the baby oil in 95. Like, he oh. fell out of the ring and wasn't supposed to. This is going to be yeah, you. So, it's, it's going to be a fun time. Make sure you guys follow along. Go watch on Twitter. We're going to be live streaming there. Um, we'll have it up on Facebook as well. So we'll be able to share all of those links. Our guests will be tweeting it out before they show up as well. It's going to be fun. It's, I don't know anyone who's done this. <laughs> Cole was literally at home, visited his parents. It was like, I have this genius idea. And I was like, all right, man, let's do it. So Cole, uh, all, all the crazy mind workings of producer Cole Bayway goes into this. So it's, it's going to be fun. We're pushing the boundaries of what a wrestling podcast can do. And I love it. So make sure you guys tune in. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You see all our cool promos on there for Corner Rumble. Um, they're very fun. Producer Cole takes a bump. So much goes into this. We've, we've had a blast. Follow us on TikTok at Corner Podcast as well. We have a TikTok. Look at that. We're trying to get to these young kids. The old man bringing the product to the young kids via TikTok. So that is great. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the win in Las Vegas. Everyone in production, we appreciate you all for making this an amazing show, making it look great, and for really prepping for what's going to be a crazy Saturday. Um, these guys are the stars of the show. We just got to show up and talk. Yep. So it's, it's really all they're doing. So we appreciate that. You guys, stay safe, stay rona-free, stay healthy, so we can all enjoy ourselves on Saturday. But until then, we're out. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com